Hello, New York Giants fans. Welcome back to the Everything New York Giants podcast. My name is Adriana, also known as New York Giants Fangirl on Instagram and TikTok. And I am back with another Victory Monday episode because the New York football giants beat the Green Bay Packers in London 27 to 22, and they are four and one. And oh my God, it's so exciting. Now I know going into this year, no one predicted this. And there were a lot of reasons why and a lot of variables, and I won't go into all of that. But there's something that we need to talk about today. And I have mentioned it many a times. But I think after yesterday's game, it needs to be talked about. And it's the coaching, you guys. It is the coaching. And obviously, when you have a first-time head coach, you don't really know what it's going to be like, you know? It could be a Ben McAdoo, Pat Shermer, Joe Judge situation, or it could be the Brian Dable show. And lucky for us, whatever he's doing is working. Now, obviously, it's not all about the head coach. Mike Kafka's doing an incredible job. Thomas McGahee has really cleaned up special teams. They look so much better this week. Jamie Gillen might go to the Pro Bowl with the way that he's punting. And, you know, the quarterbacks coach, the tight ends coach, every single one of these guys deserves credit because they are making rookies, practice squad guys, third stringers who are probably not supposed to be starters, look like they deserve to belong on the NFL field. And the reason it's so important we talk about this is because when you look at last year, and forget about Mike Lennon, because obviously that was a huge situation as to why the offense couldn't get going, but we had third string wide receivers in, we had injuries galore, and the third stringers that were in at receiver never improved. They didn't make big plays. They didn't do what the guys that are on the team right now are doing. A perfect example. Let's talk about wide receiver Marcus Johnson, who was just moved up from the practice squad, I think on Saturday or Friday, one or two days right before the game. They just signed him recently. He's a big target. I believe he's 6'3 or 6'4, so he's a tall guy. But with some of the practice squad guys, You never know what you're going to get until they're out on the field. We haven't seen Marcus Johnson play for the Giants until this week. And he played 47 snaps, which is over 70% of the snaps. And not only that, he had, I think it was three catches and three targets. So that stuff like that did not happen last year. And this year, it's all because of the coaching. Whatever they are doing, whatever they are practicing and talking about and preaching in the locker room, it's working. And that's why the team is winning. They have bought into whatever philosophy because they see what happens when it works. And, you know, we don't always need to dwell on the past and how bad it was. And, you know, we all lived it. We saw how horrific the teams and the coaching were. But you can see the difference with everything. And I'm sure everyone has seen the video of Dable right after the clock ran out. 
him and Joe Shane hugging. I almost cried. It was so beautiful. And then him, after you know, after they did the handshakes and all that kind of thing, he was walking to, and I posted this on my Instagram if you haven't seen it, but I'm sure it's on the Giants pages too. He's walking towards the tunnel and he's fist bumping into the air. He's cheering. He's screaming. He's jumping up and down. He is so excited. And that is the kind of energy that I want to see from my coach because I guarantee that he, I know he believes in the players and I know he believes in the philosophy, obviously, and he believes in all of the coaching. But at the end of the day, it comes down to execution. And I'm sure that he had a lot of faith in these guys that they were going to go out and do what they planned to do. But at the end of the day, you never know what's going to happen. We had three injuries again yesterday. I mean, it never ends. So you can only plan for so much until you get out there and it's all about execution and not making stupid mistakes like penalties. But I am sure that he was not 100% confident that this team was going to go out there and win. So for them to execute and do what they set out to do, and oh my God, the defense. I mean, just complimentary football is what this team did. And they did it for the coaches. And the coaches gave them the confidence to believe. And it just... (laughs) I could cry thinking about it. It is something that is so different and so foreign than what we've seen since Tom Coughlin has been here that to know that this is our future, I mean, how could you not be excited? It's incredible. It is absolutely incredible. And I know we, you know, we've been saying the last couple of weeks, this is, it doesn't really look like a three and one team. They're not the best three and one team out there. But the fact that they went into London where there were 70% Packers fans. I could hear them yelling, go pack, go during the broadcast. So not only was it in London, it was very much an away game for the Giants. And for them to go out there and do what they did and beat Aaron Rodgers, two-time MVP Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, this is a four-in-one team. And this is a good four-in-one team. And they are making progress every week. And I, I'm not going to go on here and say, you know, that I I will say that I was expecting them to win only seven or eight games because the talent is not there. Anyone who looks at this roster will say the talent is not there. But the coaching is. And I feel really confident that this team is probably going to win more than seven or eight games. And that's amazing. And that's how... This season looks like it's going to go, and I mean, it's just unlike anything I expected. Again, first-time head coach, you never know what you're going to get. They are lacking the talent desperately. They are having injuries galore, and just the fact that they came out and won is absolutely incredible, and I know it does wonders for the players and it does wonders for the coaches and you know Carl Banks said something that I think was so important especially obviously him being a player himself but we talked about this with Darius Slayton and we're going to get into this um, in a minute when we go into the offense but when Darius Slayton for example when you are dropping huge plays and not contributing to your team when everything is going right the o-line is doing well jones is doing well saquon can run the ball you know the the defense is making stops the punt team looks good you know when all of that is coming together and it feels like you're the one 
literally dropping the ball, it destroys your confidence. And I think that's been a huge thing with Slayton. And the fact that yesterday he came out and had the most receptions on this Giants team and had 79 yards and had a huge game, that is the type of confidence that these guys need to continue on. We're going to see a different Darius Leon for the rest of the season. Do I think he's still going to have a drop or two? Sure. Of course he is. He's not perfect. You know, he's not the number one wide receiver out there. But when you can catch the ball, do what you're supposed to do, and not let it get in your head, you're going to develop the confidence that you can continue to do that and be the player and the teammate that you want to be. And I think Slayton's a perfect example because there's no doubt in my mind that he has felt torn down by the media, by the, you know, being with the number threes during practice squad. I mean, this was a redemption game for him and I just could not be happier. Always had a little bit of a soft spot for him and I've, I, would have liked to see him succeed. Obviously, as a fan, it is very, very difficult to watch these guys make stupid mistakes and lose week after week. But for him to turn it around, that's all I can ask for. Out of everyone, I don't care who it is. You had a bad game last week? Guess what? Next week, you have the opportunity to completely turn it around and to continue playing at that level. So I hope for Darius Lee and for all these other guys, that's what they can continue to do. So now let's talk about the offense. And we've got another fun one to talk about with this offense. And let me tell you, none of us saw this coming going into this game, thinking that, you know, the offense was going to put up 27 points. There would be no turnovers, which was mind boggling to me. But this offense is finally hitting its stride and looking like an NFL offense. And a lot of people deserve credit for that. But we've got to talk about Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. When we talk about the rushing, Barkley had 13 carries for 70 yards and one touchdown. And I know that when he had that one, that 40-yard run, everyone was on their feet screaming at the top of their lungs, myself included. And I think the biggest thing, Saquon is another perfect example of the confidence factor. He came in here this year saying he was going to be his best and he was going to do everything he could to win. But at the end of the day... They don't really know until they're out there. He makes one wrong move and he's injured again and his whole season is gone. So he is making his season this year. It's it's going to be the best one yet. And I really, really hope that he stays healthy and I feel really confident in him that he can continue on the way that he's going. This offense relies on him, so God knows that we need him. But he had another excellent game yesterday and I just, I think... I just love Saquon, and I'm really excited for him that he's doing well again. And the same thing goes for Daniel Jones. Finally, for the most part, the Daniel Jones hate is stopping. And it's for good reason, okay? Because every week, this guy has gone out there, and he's improved. And I know we can't go back, but all I could think is that if this guy had the coaching staff that we have right now, since he was drafted, my God, we would have a franchise quarterback and there would be no argument against it. And that would be that. So for Jones's sake, I hope that he continues on the way that he does. 
He's having a really good season and he's tough as nails. And he is out there and he's doing whatever he can to win. So yesterday he went 21 for 27 for 217 yards and he was only sacked once. Which is incredible. (laughs) I wasn't expecting that. And his QB rating was 75. So he was right behind Barkley when it comes to rushing leaders. So he had 10 carries for 37 yards and his longest was 14 yards. Now, I know going into this game, all of us were concerned about his ankle. And again, I just, he is a tough dude and I won't curse and call him what I want to call him, but he is just incredible. I mean, people have to start giving him credit. And I will say that on Twitter yesterday, I saw a lot of people giving him credit for working his ass off because he is, and there's no doubt about that. I mean, at one point his hands all scraped up, bleeding everywhere. He's like, I don't give a crap. Like I'm out here. We're trying to win this thing. So he, uh, he looked great when he was running. He looked like there was no hesitation. He made good moves in the pocket again. He made smart decisions, no turnovers. I mean, he just, I just got to give him credit. He's improving every week and I love to see it. I'm really happy for him and I hope that he can keep it up and stay healthy. I do know that before London, he was getting around the clock treatment. So obviously I'm sure that played a big factor into him feeling okay and being able to go out there and run. But I heard an interesting theory on another podcast. It's called Locked on New York Giants with Patricia Trena and it's an excellent podcast. You guys need to check it out. But she recapped the game yesterday and her and she had a guest on and they were talking about how the first half we didn't see Jones run the ball a lot. And there rationale and their thinking behind that is that Dable wanted to trick the Packers defense and make them think that Jones wasn't feeling okay to run and then bam second half they said see you later and Jones started running the ball again and running it pretty damn good so I will say that he he came out of that that game with you know just minor bumps and bruises but nothing to worry about for next week which is excellent news so Next up here, we have Matt Breda, who had four carries for 14 yards. The longest one was 10 yards. Gary Brightwell. I have been saying this all season long. I love this guy. And when they pulled, was I think it was when Saquon got hurt, when they gave him the ball to run it in. And I said, texted my brother and my uncle, and I posted the screenshots on my stories. And I said, they're going Brightwell. And he ran it in for the touchdown. And I love it. So happy for him. And Saquon after the game was the sweetest, was saying that he was so happy for, he calls him GB. He loves him like a brother. You know, they work really well together and, um, you know, kind of have that like big brother, little brother relationship. And I don't know. It was just so sweet to hear him talk about him like that and say how excited he was. So he had two carries for five yards and one touchdown. Of course, we're going to talk about Daniel Ballinger. Because he is also responsible for another rushing touchdown. And he had one carry for two yards. And Dable said post game, and again, this goes back to the relationship and the coaching, all of it that they have with the players. They pra- they ran this earlier during the week in practice. And Dable said to Bellinger, he said, I trust you to run it or to throw it. The plan was actually for him to throw it. But Dable said to him, you know, I trust your legs a little bit more, but whatever you see and makes the most sense to you in that moment, you do. And I'm glad he took the safe route. 
and he ran it in. But Bellinger was one of my guys that I had said earlier this week that we're going to see more of him. And I was really excited to see more of him. He is, you know, he's only a rookie and he's learning a lot. And he's another guy who every week just continuously improves. And he got the um, second highest amount of snaps. So he played 45 behind um, Marcus Johnson, who played 47. So I'm really excited about Bellinger. I think he was an excellent addition. Joe Shane, amazing job drafting him. I really hope he can keep it up. But he's someone who's super exciting to watch. Um, And on the receiving end of it, he had two receptions for 22 yards. And the longest one was 11. So he did have one drop. But I think he made up for it in other ways. So overall, the run game looked better. You know, Saquon had another great game. We're obviously going to continue to see more of this as the season goes on. But we need to talk about the receiving, obviously, because the last few weeks, we have not had an excellent receiving core. And um, that's not a surprise to anyone. So Obviously, going into this game, there was a lot of expectation that the Giants were going to, you know, run the ball down their throats, which obviously when you have a good run game, that's part of it. And that's what you do to succeed and you do what works. But you can't be in the NFL and not have a receiving game. And obviously, when your receivers are injured and you got third stringers in and you're maybe a little concerned that your quarterback might throw a turnover, then, you know, Obviously, there's good reason to limit the passing game, but we didn't see this yesterday. And I think a lot of it has to go back to the strategy that the coaching staff felt like the Packers knew that the Giants were going to focus on running the ball because of the receiving core issues. And obviously, they ran the ball, but they brought out the receiving game and everyone picked up the slack. Again, Darius Layton was the number one receiver for the Giants. He had six receptions for 79 yards, and the longest one was 26. Now, he did have seven targets, and he missed one, but I will forgive him because he caught six. So (laughs) he deserves it. He's a fast, fast receiver, someone that the Giants can really benefit from having on their team. And the more consistent he can be, and I hope that we see that from him, he might end up staying here for a little bit longer. Saquon used in the receiving game. Now, he had six targets and only three receptions. Some of them, you know, Jones could work on his accuracy a little bit on those. Um, And Barkley's got a catch. You know, one of them specifically was in his hands and he dropped it. So I I won't get on him for that. Obviously, Barkley is an excellent addition to this offense. And he's used in the rushing and receiving and always does well on both sides of the ball. So Marcus Johnson up next. Three Three targets. Three receptions for 35 yards. Again, a guy that just completely came out of nowhere and made plays for the Giants. I mean, it's incredible. We weren't able to say this for the last five or six years, so we got to give these guys credit. Richie James, another guy who was used out there, two receptions um, for 16 yards. Matt Breda, two receptions for 13 yards. Again, we're going to continue to see it, you guys. The Running backs are going to be used as um, receivers and runners, and I love it, as they should. If they can, why not? And then the last two here, David Sills, two targets, two receptions for 12 yards. Love to see it. Big fan of Sills. You guys know that. I just, um, another guy, like he's a... 
He's been on and off the Giants practice squad, and he's getting the opportunity to play. And, you know, he just looks so much better this year. And again, the coaching, the coaching, the coaching. Last up, let's talk about Chris Myrick, who went out with some sort of injury, and then he came back, and he had one target, one reception for four yards. So the offense as a whole, a couple more stats here, and then we'll move over to the defense. But the offense as a whole looks so much better. I mean, from week one to week five, it's not even comparable. They're just, they're getting more creative and getting more confident and everyone feels better. You can tell they know what they're doing. They're working together, working as a team. It's just, it's fun to watch. And I know that Kafka is not going full in with the creativity yet. I think when we see guys like Wandale, if we ever see Kadarius Tony back, we will see a lot more creativity from that standpoint. But I just think overall, the offense is scoring points. They are moving down the field. And in yesterday's game, when they were in the red zone, they went three for four, which we all know was not how things went last year. So again, improvement every week. They had third down conversions, 6 of 11, which is almost 55% of the time. Again, improvement, improvement, improvement. The offense ranked 18th in scoring the last two seasons. They were ranked 31st. And I know that's based on the whole season and we're only in week five, but it should only get better from here. Should is the key word. But we're already ranked 18th in scoring, which is a huge difference from the last couple of years. They are ranked sixth in the NFL in second half scoring, which again, this can't compare to last year's. It's just not even the same. Now, someone else who honestly might need to be crowned MVP this year is Andrew Thomas, who didn't give up a single pressure quarterback hit or a sack this week on 34 pass blocking snaps he had zero pressures zero I mean this guy is one of the few things that Dave Gettleman got right but again he's you know improved he's dealt with injuries I know people were getting on Neil but it's the same situation if Neil could be what Andrew Thomas is now in a couple years And again, Neil was fine yesterday. So improvement, guys. I think a lot of it has to do with the coaching. But obviously, we all knew Andrew Thomas was a great pick and a super talented guy. And he just continues to improve. And I love it. I love seeing this O-line be able to run block and pass block and just not allow Daniel Jones to get absolutely destroyed. So overall, really good day for the offense. I'm feeling more and more confident in them every week and very excited about them. So we're already 23 minutes in, so I am going to move quickly over the defense. Julian Love. I am going (laughs) to preach my love for him every single week because I know I keep saying that Daniel Jones is tough, but my God, Julian Love was ruled out with a concussion last Sunday's game versus the Bears. And, you know, he said afterwards that he's going to be fine. But obviously, we know the concussion protocols are a little bit different and things are changing. So I wasn't really sure he was going to play. So excited that he played. He plays almost every snap, if not all of them, on the defense. And he is a huge presence on this team. He had seven total tackles. Six of them were solo and one of them for a loss. 
Right behind him, Adoree Jackson, who left the game with an injury. Hopefully it's nothing serious. There's no update yet on him, but we desperately need him, so I hope he comes back. He had six total tackles, four which were solo, one tackle for a loss. Jalen Smith, another guy who came in and just stepped up and literally came in out of nowhere. Six total tackles, two of them solo. Another thing I talked about earlier this week, Sexy Dexy. Five total tackles, four of them solo, one sack, and one tackle for loss. Dexter Lawrence, man, is having a year. I love this guy. He earned that fifth year on his contract, and I am so excited to continue to see what he can do. If we get Leo back this week, those the two of those guys, oh, we're good. We are great. Um, now, a couple other guys who are new to the team, but again, guys, I, I mean – I don't want to beat a dead horse, but when you talk about guys that are new to the team, the seemingly came out of nowhere, Tony Jefferson, Nick McLeod, and Justin Lane all had three tackles or more. They're getting involved. They're all over the field making plays. This is what winning looks like. Everyone does their job and they get involved. Next up, Tay Crowder, who had a really great game last week. He did good this week. I would have liked to see better, but he did have a tackle for loss and had three total tackles. Now, McKinney, Holmes, Thibodeau, Williams, Ellis all had three tackles. Now, Thibodeau and McKinney on this defense is so exciting. And I know we're missing Aziz. I can't wait till we get Aziz back. But Thibodeau is stepping in. Again, guys, he is a rookie, but he is he is all over the place. He had four pressures, and in 80 pass rush snaps out of the last two weeks, he had nine pressures. And also this week, he had a much higher playing load. He played 51 snaps against Green Bay, which is his highest this year. So again, he's ramping up. He's learning the pace of the game. He's learning what it's like to be in the NFL and take care of your body and, you know, play against these guys who've been in the league forever and know what they're doing and know how to get around him and, and block him and all of that kind of stuff. And he is just stepping up and he's making moves and he's doing well. And I am really excited about the way Thibodeau is playing. And I am super excited to see more of him and know that he's only going to improve. McKinney, one of my faves always. Another great game. Ended the game with that beautiful pass block on Rodgers. Oh, my God. That was beautiful to watch. So, overall, defense, a lot of guys took got involved. You know, McFadden was in there, had two tackles. Tomon Fox, again, every week seems to be making plays, and he's an undrafted free agent. Um, we've got Ward, Coughlin, Moreau, Cam Brown, and Dane Belton. Again, these are guys that... Aside from um, Carter Coughlin, kind of came out of nowhere and are stepping up, making plays, which is what this team needs. Now, one other person that I need to call out that I didn't when I briefly mentioned him is O'Shane Zimenez, who had the other sack. He had a tough couple years and he is making up for it and then some. He's showing this team that he deserves to be here and he is working hard and stepping in and making plays. And look, guys, that's all we could ask from him. So overall, really great day for the defense. They came up big when they needed to. Now, we didn't have any turnovers, which I would have liked to see because I I felt like that was going to help us win this game. And would you look at that? We did it without any turnovers. Now, I believe that the Giants are still the only team in the NFL that does not have a defensive turnover. 
but there's still time. So I have a lot of faith in this defense. Wink is unbelievable what he's doing with these guys, the way he's coaching them up. He's putting them in positions to play. Um, I don't see any stats here from Landon Collins, but I know he flew with the team and I expect to see some of him on Sunday versus the Ravens. So um, I'll keep you guys posted this week. Obviously, there's going to be some changes with some um, injuries and hopefully people coming back and and that kind of thing. But overall, excellent day for the defense. The fact that they could hold Aaron Rodgers to 20 points. The fact that they were able to make those huge stops at the end of the game and they blocked Rodgers from the Hail Mary. Now they had to show the Hail Mary play when it worked for Rodgers the last time they played the Giants. They had to show that right before, as they always do. But the fact that this defense did that and McKinney and all of these guys made big stops at the end of the game. I mean, they just they just are making incredible plays. They're doing so well and I'm so excited for them and they're so fun to watch and I have more confidence in them every week, especially as the clock winds down. And it seems that we're always waiting for the shoe to drop. With the last minute of the game, we're always relying on the defense. And they have stepped up big, and they deserve all the praise for it because, again, they have not done that in the past. And it just goes to credit Wink and the rest of the coaching staff and all of these guys and the talent that they have and the way they're all coming together and everyone's making plays and doing their job. It's amazing. Last up, let's talk about special teams. Gary Brightwell had um, three kick returns. The longest was for 23 yards, but total 56 yards. Um, Justin Pinnock had one didn't go anywhere. Zero yards. And of course, our beloved Graham Gano, who once again went two for two. His longest was 48 yards. He went three for three on extra points. Another guy who deserves the MVP. I mean, how could you pick one out of this team? Everyone is just playing at their highest level. And it's it's really, it's really fun to watch. The giant, the New York football giants are back. And I think I'm just gonna end it on that. The New York football giants are back. They are 4-1. and one. They beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. They have the confidence and the momentum going into this week's home game against the Ravens. The wink revenge game, as everyone's calling it. They can go in there and they can win. It's not going to be easy. But they have shown us, the fans, that we should believe in them. <laughs> and that they should believe in themselves. Because they are... Shocking the world, let me tell you, myself included. But it's been really fun to watch this team, the coaching staff. I mean, the way that everyone talks about post game, and obviously it's easy to do it when you're winning. It's so easy. But no one expected them. I think a lot of the players had no idea what they were getting into, A, with the coaching staff. And B, a lot of the young guys, you know, there's a learning curve when you go from college football to the NFL. So, again, everyone is doing their part. It is a team sport. So we're going to stop with the Daniel Jones hate because it's not his fault for everything that goes wrong. And B, we are going to give everyone on the team credit because they all stepped up and made plays. And they're finally playing complimentary football. And that's what happens. You win games when you play complimentary football. So with that said, the New York football giants beat 
Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. They are 4-1 and one going into the Ravens game this Sunday. It is at home at MetLife at 1 o'clock. I will see you there. And during this week, make sure you follow me on Instagram and TikTok. I post there every day, give you guys all of the updates on injuries, contracts, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Everything that you as a New York Giants fan need to know about the players, the organization, the staff, everything. So check it out at New York Giants Fangirl on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you. Thank you for supporting my podcast. It is called Everything New York Giants. You can subscribe and follow on Apple and Spotify. If you like it, please review. If you love it, feel free to share with a friend. And as always, go Giants.